0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Articulate podcast, the show all about NFTs and art. I'm here with my co-host, Monica.
1: Hi, everyone. Great to be here. Great to see you, Michael.
0: Yeah, and we are. It's great to see you, too. And we are so excited about some of the topics we're going to be uh, covering today because it has been, uh, number one, a little while since we've had an episode out. And number two, uh, quite a few interesting things have happened. I do want to let you know that the great artist Paul Neal has recently dropped his, uh, NFT collection, free software with live art X. It is, uh, it comes with some really interesting benefits and perks. If you purchase three of these NFTs, you actually get a physical copy of the artwork, which, which looks so good. I mean, just, you, you got to check it out on the website. It is mesmerizing. I, I stared at one for like 40 minutes one time. <laughs> yeah, true story. And, uh, and the person that purchases the most actually gets a free consultation with Paul Neal, You know, possibly uh, an opportunity to collaborate with Paul in some capacity, in uh, artistic or otherwise. So, if you really want to get started in the industry, that that could be uh, an interesting way to do it. All right, and I do want to also let you guys know that uh, the artist Ja is going to be releasing a Glimpse of Sunshine. Uh, an NFT collection uh, later this week. It's actually going to be coming out on Thursday. It is going to be uh, a pretty high profile drop. So I don't know how long things are going to be uh, available, but if you are excited about that, because Jaws is a really interesting artist, I mean, you know, just check out the, uh, the landing page on our website to, to see some of the artwork. It is honestly breathtaking. It's really, really good. Um, so if you're excited about that, make sure to check that out. Um, And I also want to cover something that happened with our community. So a couple of days ago, somewhat one of our Discord moderators, their account was compromised. And we unfortunately had a situation where they posted malicious links and people had um, a significant, not insignificant amount of NFTs and crypto stolen from their wallets. Now, thankfully, we've been able to correct the situation. We've got tighter security uh, in place, but un- this is just something that that is going to happen. This is uh, unfortunately the way things are. We were lucky enough that we were in a, a position to to reimburse all the community members who had NFTs or crypto stolen. So, it you know, if you clicked one of these things, uh, you have been reimbursed for all the value that's been taken out of your wallet. So. Uh, you know, We're just trying to do right by our community there, but yeah, it's been a wild little while, so you know, I just want to let you guys know what's going on, and uh, with that out of the way, we can actually get into some topics. All right, so to start off the episode, I think we have to talk about the elephant in the room, which is unfortunately th- this bear market that we've been heading into. Um, what we're seeing across uh, the, the entire industry, really, not just with NFTs, but crypto as a whole, is that there is extreme fear. Right now, the, the fear that you know the market is just going to continue to go down. People don't have a lot of uh, faith in things going up, at least in the short term. And you know, it, it is pretty uh, scary if you have uh, too much of your net worth invested in crypto or NFTs or different projects. You know, it is kind of scary to think that you might not be able to break even on those investments for you know months, even years. And someone that's been in the you know in the space for a little while, like I, I I've been here since the the 2018 uh, bear market. So it it, it gets better. You got to just not look at the prices. Um, but one thing I will say though that I think is actually a positive of what goes on during these times is that the sentiment around new projects is just completely different when when it's a bull market and. Everything is just going to the moon. Everyone's throwing crazy amounts of money in this, you know, a 12 year old turned a thousand dollars into 10 million, you know, it's just a much different space. So as we kind of move into, you know, a market where you actually have to have a working product and real customers and real users be prepared for some changes. I, I think that, um, we're going to be seeing who who has been swimming naked, you know, so to speak.
1: Right. I think, too, like the way that I view a bear market, and obviously, you know, it's because I don't have hundreds of millions of dollars invested at this point in my life. So I don't view it as necessarily losing out a whole lot, Um, I think in bear markets, that is when we can also see a huge transfer of wealth happen where, you know, if people do have money set aside, now is the time. Now is the opportunity for those people to get in and actually see a huge return on their investments. I remember, uh, I don't remember the exact year, but prior, you know, in my my web to real life, let's say, um, I was actually a stock analyst for almost 10 years where I would analyze, you know, stocks and the S&P 500, NASDAQ, all these different indexes. And I remember we had like what was considered a stock market crash. So I had seen some of these huge companies, you know, $100, $300 a stock for one share of a stock, go down to $2. And at that time I invested. And I was like, you know, uh, this is interesting. And I was still in high school, college at the time. So it wasn't like, you know, I, w- I think if that was me today, I probably would have been a lot more aggressive, but I wasn't. Long story short, it was an opportunity. And I actually made 600% on my investment, which is, yeah, it is not common to see those returns in the regular stock market. In crypto, I would say, you know, that happens all the time.
0: Yeah, it happens every day.
1: (laughs) Right, exactly. So like for the stock market, it it was quite interesting because there's always like this drop and then Typically, and I'm going off of the stock market here as opposed to the crypto market, you usually see recovery after that. And it could take a couple years, but you kind of know like, hey, it's going to happen. So one, I think this time is really interesting because we are going to see, and obviously we've seen Bitcoin, you know, go from high to low many times. But um, it's really interesting because the crypto market kind of has its own personality separate from indexes. And I feel like at this time, we're really starting to get to know the crypto market more, get to know its quote unquote character and personality um, apart from the regular stock market. But in my personal experience with investments, I always believe that there is going to be a recovery right around the corner. So for me, I'm like, this is a great opportunity. I'm getting in, I'm getting my bags filled. Because you know, eventually we're gonna have another bull run.
0: Yeah, things don't go down forever. You know <laughs> that it works in reverse too. It doesn't go up forever, but it also does not go, go down forever. There will, uh, if, if things survive, you know, hopefully, right? I mean, I guess who knows with everything going on in the world at this point? Like we've got a global pandemic, a possible start of World War III. Like you know, if if we live, <laughs> we might not. Hopefully, things go, numbers go up again.
1: Yeah, I think, speaking of pandemic, Michael, I know that this isn't exactly Web3 related, but have you heard of the new monkeypox outbreak?
0: Oh, I have heard of that, yeah. Yeah.
1: Exciting stuff, huh? We're living through some really cool times, aren't we?
0: Yeah, I'm not sure cool is the word that I would use to describe (laughs) what we're living through, but I mean, we're we're living through times, I will say.
1: Yeah, so I, yeah, maybe, maybe not exciting or cool, or, or maybe I didn't use the right vocabulary word, but it's certainly interesting to say the least.
0: Yeah. And, you know, with that being said, it's important to keep in mind that, you know, th- these really are opportunities for growth. If there's something that you believe in, if there's a, whether it's a project or a stock or a company or a crypto, whatever it is this is an opportunity to accumulate more, you know, for you to take advantage of what's going on in the world right now. And, you know, there's just going to be a big shift from, from things that are very high noise that that are low signal to now there's going to be a lot less noise. You know, it can be the worst thing ever. If you see it that way, it can also be the best thing ever. So unfortunately uh, that's the way life goes, but um. Monica, I think your topic today kind of covers how this all started.
1: I I think well, unless you know you've been living under a rock, <laughs> um, Luna. So we've got the the Terra Luna, the whole Terra ecosystem, um, UST. I mean, I know that's a lot of information, but basically, what happened was we saw. And I'm I'm probably not going to say his name correctly. What was is it Quando or something?
0: Yeah, I think it's It's
1: Something like that. Hopefully, I'm not butchering it. But essentially, what happened was he, you know, him and his team like released this stable coin that was pegged to was it pegged to directly to Luna, I believe, right? The uh, cryptocurrency.
0: Uh, I think it was pegged to the U.S. dollar, like it was like a stable coin. And it was like backed up with Terra and I think they had Bitcoin reserves too.
1: Okay, so thank you. you you've you got the details behind it. Um, well, essentially it just kind of flopped and it, it ended in minting more Luna and having this crazy supply. And then, of course, we saw this massive sell-off um, and UST just kind of lost its peg, which sent the entire ecosystem you know spinning wild um i i would say so much so that it even impacted bitcoin a lot of people you know do feel that way because as you mentioned it did have some bitcoin reserves and as a result you know it kind of just affected everything i mean it was such a massive impact on the entire crypto market um,
0: yeah. And I remember reading a thread about it actually. And, uh, you know, don't quote me, but I remember the the attacker, cause this was a coordinated attack. This was not like some random things go wrong. this was a coordinated effort by someone with a lot of money. And what they did was they, they orchestrated the entire thing in a way that there would be sell side pressure on, on a uh, UST, uh, as well as Bitcoin. So as, the uh, Terra reserves were basically selling off their Bitcoin to maintain the UST peg, the price of Bitcoin was just collapsing at the same time. You know, I think the attackers had like quite a bit of Bitcoin. So, you know, in addition to what was going on with the Terra ecosystem, they had all this other uh, Bitcoin sell-aside pressure going on. And when that happens, I mean, things go down fast, right? Because for the most part, the entirety of the crypto market Really responds to what Bitcoin does, and if Bitcoin goes up, you can be pretty sure that things are going to follow in a similar fashion. So, yeah, it's it's crazy to see, you know, some people. I saw there was one guy who he shorted uh, Terra, and I think it, you know, it went from something like three hundred dollars to like a few hundred thousand dollars, which is just insane. So, you know, props to that guy and anyone who who did some crazy risky stuff like that and got lucky, you know, good for you, man.
1: I saw something like that too. um, Cause I'm in this like crypto trading group on Discord and one of the guys, well, (laughs) I do not recommend doing this. So this is not financial advice, but he had leverage. I think it was a 50 times leverage. He entered in short, I don't know his initial, like, Investment, but long story short, he made around six hundred grand on that short. So really incredible. Everyone in the group was like, "Are you trying to like sell a kidney?" Like you entered entered into that short fifty times leverage. Like that is, but you know what? He, He either he got lucky or he knew exactly what he was doing. I don't really know, but yeah, I think there are some people that could definitely read the writing on the walls. And could see that this was going to completely crash. I mean, we're talking about a cryptocurrency whose price had maintained like between 80 to $100, going from that almost overnight to less than a cent. And we're talking like 0.000, like one or two cent type thing, less than a penny. So really crazy. I also think it's interesting, Michael, how you mentioned that it was like orchestrated. So Certainly, I have been seeing that as well because of the people behind this whole, you know, this whole UST. It was like, what is it? And I don't remember BlackRock or something, Grayscale. I mean, some heavy hitting investment companies involved in this, um, which certainly made it very questionable. Not only that, did you see the videos of a uh, uh, Do? talking days days before weeks before this happened about how he thought it was fun and and entertaining in those words to watch companies um essentially like just fail miserably
0: yeah i definitely saw that and i quote tweeted it and i was like thanks for the entertainment (laughs) you know there's just no other way to respond to that like come on
1: man really though I mean it's people's like people after that happened you know some people contemplated suicide some people's entire investments there I even saw people with tattoos which is really wild um but it's not something to joke about and I will Am now proud to say I never held Luna, and glad I'm. I'm so glad I never did because the creator and the the kind of like mind behind all of this is not someone that aligns with my personal values, and I'm just so glad I never supported that that currency or the ecosystem.
0: I was I was so lucky because I I remember hearing about I think it was their Anchor Protocol where you could earn like 20% interest on your UST. And I remember being really tempted by that. And I was like, wow, that is a lot of interest. And I was like, you know what? If it sounds too good to be true. Mm. You know? So yeah. th- thankfully I, I acted rationally there. And, <laughs> but I know a lot of people like it seemed legit. And, and that's the hard thing about crypto.
1: Uh, it is better that you were like, wait, this sounds too good to be true. And yeah, the saying's true. If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. It, it's probably not true. There's something behind it. And I have to say, like, watching those videos of this guy, the way that he viewed the community, the things that he said, I don't really have words. I, I think it's kind of disgusting anyways. So, yeah, um, it's it's been really unfortunate to see the people impacted by this. I have seen, you know, some of the recovery or strategy to kind of bring Luna back to life. I think at this point people have lost so much trust in this whole project. Um, yeah, how could
0: you not? I mean, yeah, you know, even with their inflationary, you know, response to the entire situation, which I, I remember, it, I think it took like an entire day or two for them to actually implement a recovery plan, uh, which is kind of insane. But um, you know, things have gone inflationary now, so if Luna were to return to the price that it had been previously, you know, the market cap, it, like it would be like bigger than like the entire world's economy, like, like something crazy like that. So it things might slightly recover, but, you know, it, it, it's not a bet that I'm placing. I'll say that much.
1: Right, you know, and I've seen the people that are coming behind, you know, um, this possible possible recovery strategy. And I will say this, I've not really heard of any of these groups or companies or organizations, which I don't know, it's just, it's not like where Elon Musk was trying to bring in, you know, investors and finance was like, oh, we're investing so much. It, It makes that like, okay, this is a solid strategy. Like these are companies that it's like, who even are these people like who is this and so on that it just kind of makes it even more questionable in my opinion anyways um so if you're listening to this and you are among the people that lost you know really sorry that you had to go through that we definitely you know feel for you and everyone else and we do hope that there there is another way for you to recover what you've lost um And I think for some people, maybe there isn't, you know, I saw people on, on my feed saying like, I lost millions and I would assume maybe like two, three million. That's a lot of money. And that is money that they might possibly never again see in their life. I saw someone saying that they were going to retire their dad off of the money and they had this whole thing in place. So Really, really sad stuff that happened. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, and you know, all, the only thing I can really say for the people that that have been burned by this is just let this be a lesson. Unfortunately, <laughs> like, there's there's probably not going to be any like we can't undo what has happened here. You know, if if you lost an ungodly amount of money, you know, wh- whether that's just a few thousand dollars or I mean millions whatever amount it is it, it can't it just can't be undone
1: I think too like with regards to a bear market I feel like this is the time when actual real projects that are going to last are the ones that are going to begin to really really shine and all of like maybe this scammy or like not not I don't know the right word but like projects that just aren't built in such a way that they will stand the test of time I feel like those will begin to drop off so you know it's really interesting I feel like these times are times when market shift projects you know come to the surface and I think we saw that too a lot with um COVID so 2020 2021 we saw almost this shift of like massive move to online and like delivery services kind of type thing where, you know, Uber Eats and and Instacart, while everyone was closed down, everything was shut off. These, these businesses just thrived, whereas other businesses tanked, like, you know, restaurants, local restaurants, um, that food industry, people had to shut down. So, these are certainly, it's interesting to sit back and watch. And of course, for me, you know, I'm watching the projects out there that are, I believe in and that I see are really being built to stand the test of time, whether we're in a recession or not, whether we have inflation or not, whether um, we're bear or bear bull market, like I want to be invested in those companies that are going to withstand and like hold their spot.
0: I couldn't agree more. And when you really zoom out and you start to look at the things that matter, the companies and the organizations that are actually building really cool products and, and, you know, tech for this space, like they're still doing, it. like they don't care whether, you know, the price of Bitcoin or Ethereum or anything else goes up or down, you know, hundred percent tomorrow, you know, like it just doesn't matter to them. And, and that kind of brings us to our next topic of uh, GameStop launching an NFT wallet. So they've been looking for, uh um, web three software developers for a little while. I remember like that was a big to do, you know, everyone kind of realized like, oh, GameStop's getting in this space. And uh, yeah, they are. So they've developed a crypto NFT wallet, which is going to, you know, basically be a MetaMask clone. You know, there's, there's quite a few of these around now. Uh, it is currently in beta. So um, per- whenever it comes to crypto stuff, I do caution people to be a uh, skeptical of things in beta because beta always has bugs there might be a problem Uh, and and that's never good in web3 you don't want problems (laughs) um and they have confirmed that their nft marketplace is going to be coming in the second quarter of this year you know sometime so so that is pretty good news uh and and i think it's really fascinating because you know, GameStop was kind of like a boomer company for a long time, you know, like they had like a very boring business model of like, all right, we're just going to sell games. Uh, we're going to buy them back from our customers for like, you know, cents on the dollar. And then and then sell them for like an even higher profit, right? I think uh, GameStop was pretty notorious for that one. Uh, I remember growing up and thinking, wow, man, I I bought this game for $60 and they're going to give me $3 for it. You know, I, I may as well just keep it. <laughs>
1: Um, uh, I had a similar experience, Michael, where I bought a Nintendo Switch. Yeah, a Nintendo Switch, and I could get a new one for three hundred, no, four hundred, I think it was, or a used one for three fifty. And I was like, uh, "Okay, like what?"
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it is pretty strange, but they have been really making a change, and this is ever since, uh, you know, what happened with with GameStop is they got infiltrated by a, a meme uh, investment group. So I don't know if you guys have heard of this. It's, it's a subreddit called Wall Street Bets. They basically realized that hedge funds and like big money, you know, the big institutional investors, they were shorting GameStop stock because they realized that, hey, you know, this is, you know, they're not keeping up with the times. This business model is basically irrelevant these days. So we're going to bet against them because we think it's going to go down. Well, what this subreddit did was, you know, they found this out and then they started just throwing ungodly amounts of money at the stock, which if if you know that there's a lot of money that's shorting a stock, it is an, a really easy way to, you know, basically pump up that stock price. You know, it's called a short squeeze. Um, and, and really what it does is it really, really hurts uh, the people who are betting against it. See, but the guy who started it, I mean, he... Put something like i think i think it was like fifty three thousand dollars into gme you know this uh gamestop stock and i mean today that is worth 46 million dollars you know which, which is just insane uh the price fluctuated like you know so much over the last year or so and and it's just so fascinating to see how this kind of like brought new life a new way of of being to this company that, you know, previously was, was just kind of on the way out. Even if you have a company that is like very well established, you know, on the boring side of things, like they just kind of do the same old things that work and they don't ever innovate. When you get this new life, you can really see a, a real change, you know, not just in, in the company itself and what it does, but also in, in like the culture that surrounds it. You know, there are a lot of like very crazy crypto people that own GME stock. You know, and if and if they if they own any stock at all, it's going to be uh, GME.
1: Yeah, I totally remember that, and I actually remember that the government stepped in and tried to make it illegal to do that, which is so ridiculous because there is nothing illegal about what they did.
0: Uh, but I do think it's also worth mentioning that um, another big uh, big tech company actually is also moving into the NFT space. Uh, So not too long, I think it was about a week ago now, that uh, Mark Zuckerberg confirmed that they're testing NFTs for creators over on Instagram, like of all things. Um, And he also confirmed that they're going to be bringing these similar features over to Facebook. So it, it is so crazy to see, oh yeah, you know, the market might be crashing. But the people that are going to be building, you know, the technological infrastructure that is gonna power this stuff and really make it viable is, is still being built. It is still coming, it's still on the way and it doesn't matter what goes on in the market. And you know, it, it, it's really given me this, this one thought, th- this one recurring thought that we are in a slow process from web two to web three. And w- what these changes are kind of signifying or at least telling me you know, GameStop, Instagram, you know, Twitter has uh, NFT profile pictures. What is going on here is that we are going from Web 2 to Web 2.5. We are slowly moving in the path toward decentralization. And even though like, yes, it's still going to be on a platform that's, you know, controlled by a central authority, there is still this general shift away from, from centralized big tech. And even though it you know, might take it a little while, but hopefully this can be a step in the right direction.
1: Um, I am curious though, like, in what capacity will Instagram be using NFTs?
0: I think they're gonna be using. they said something about like having it as a way for creators to monetize, which, you know, again, makes sense. Um, Instagram as a platform has kind of been dying off for the last few years because it's one of the few platforms that still doesn't share any advertising revenue with the people that actually post all the content on there. So, you know, if you make money on Instagram, it's mostly through uh, paid promotions on your page, uh, you know, promoting product services, you know, whatever it is. Um, And it'll be a way for people, you know, creators on Instagram to be able to actually make money that doesn't interfere... Interfere with uh, Instagram's revenue, so they can keep hundred percent of the advertising. The creators can sell their NFTs, which you know. All in all, like at the end of the day, I don't. They probably don't really care about this technology. It's really just a way to uh, make creators happy and like probably make some money in the short term. Mm-hmm. But you know, I do hear that that concern. You know, when Facebook bought Instagram you know, it's debatable whether or not the platform got worse. I, I think generally the consensus is that it, it did get worse, especially because now Instagram is, I think, the worst culprit for suicide and mental illness among, you know, teens, especially, uh, I think it's like young girls who where it, their self-image is just so harmed by what they see on there. And, you know, these platforms, they haven't done a whole lot to stop that. Um, yeah. But But with that being said, I don't think that they'll have the power to co-opt or to coerce what's going on with crypto or NFTs or Web3 because this this is tech that anyone can build on top of. And if you build something that's bad, like no one has to use it. Like like, they can't just buy Ethereum. Like it's not a company that can be uh, acquired. It just doesn't work like that. So... I I totally understand. I'm like, I'm not going to start suddenly using Instagram and Facebook because Mark Zuckerberg says they're going to use NFTs. Like, it's, you know, it's not going to win me over, you know, I'm sure a lot of people in crypto feel that way. But, you know, even with that going on, at the very least, it does signify that the, the big thought leaders, the people that are going to, you know, really make waves in the industry, they can at the very least recognize that this is an opportunity and that this is the future.
1: Yeah I think just kind of touching a bit on what you were talking about young girls being impacted you know something I found so interesting is now on Instagram which I don't use that often anymore but um, there are pages dedicated to exposing filters that are used with influencers so One of the crazy things that I've noticed is that these women, and I'm gonna talk specifically about that because it sounds like it's the younger girls with their body image and self-esteem. These influencer women don't even look like that. So it's like they're taking these pictures of themselves, posting it on the internet, but they don't even look like that. And so they're they're altering their pictures so much but that's not even who they really are. And so these Instagram accounts are dedicated to showing Instagram versus what paparazzi pictures are being taken or like what they look like in real life when they're spotted. I mean, I'm gonna tell you what, like some of these are so shocking that it's, it's like laughable, but also very sad that these women are okay with displaying themselves in a light and in a way that does not even look like who they really are, and all these companies transitioning, GameStop and you know now Meta, it's like everyone is making the transition. It is a train that cannot be stopped. So at some point, we are just going to see everyone in Web three. Um, we'll see what we'll see what that looks like.
0: Yeah, and I think another thing to keep in mind is that the people that are early early adopters and builders in this space. You know, those are the ones that end up doing the best, even if if they're if it's not obvious the way that things are going to work out. So my favorite example is uh, is actually MetaMask, because for a long time, uh, you know, they actually I don't think they made any money, you know, because like MetaMask is just one of those things that like, you know, like this is very important and necessary infrastructure that needs to get built. But it's kind of difficult to monetize, you know, as with most public goods. I think that's kind of like something that Vitalik has hit on quite a bit. Uh, generally, with with uh, free open source software, but what ended up happening was like MetaMask all of a sudden could make a whole bunch of money because they have this swap feature. So you know they take like a small per, you know a small fee every time that if you want to like internally uh, swap cryptocurrencies um, right in your MetaMask wallet, and that turns out to be like a very big lucrative thing, and it was so lucrative. That a lot of other companies were like, oh, hey, we're going to do, you're, we're going to copy MetaMask now. So, and, and if they hadn't been building in this space to begin with, they never would have known about the opportunity. So, even if you feel like you're kind of going into Web3 blind, you know, many of us are. Uh, sometimes the craziest opportunities present themselves. And, you know, it's just impossible to predict that beforehand. You know, no one would have been like, oh, hey, I'm going to build a crypto wallet and we're going to monetize through internal transactions and, and, you know, conversions. Like, no one thought that.
1: Right, right. Very true.
0: But my friend, that is going to be it for the episode. I really hope you enjoyed. Um, be sure to uh, follow the show wherever it is that you're listening. And make sure to check out Paul Neal's free software. That is such an amazing collection. I mean, I mean I'm telling you, man, just go look at one of those things. And I, I promise it, it, you're going to be staring at it for a hot minute. Um, and this Thursday, we're also going to be launching uh, Ja and his some of his greatest work. I mean, personally, in my opinion. So uh, make sure you're following um, on Twitter. Make sure to j- hop on into the Discord so you can stay up to date with the announcements. And, uh, and yeah, thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.